Welcome to A Wild New Work, Ecological Guidance for Your Career. This podcast is about how to take wise, soul-centered action in your work life, and it's all based on the wisdom of nature. I'm your host, Megan Leatherman. Welcome, friends. We are firmly rooted in Aries season now, um, the start of the astrological new year. And um, for those of you who don't already know, as part of my practice personally and professionally, I read tarot. um, And uh, for clients, it's all in the context of career and work and sacred work. And um, so in the tarot, the sign or the card that corresponds to Aries is the emperor. Um, And you don't have to know anything about tarot, but um, the emperor is essentially the archetype that we all possess. Um, It's a part of each of us that is um, related to taking up space, to sharing themselves with the world, to um, speaking and giving and offering wisdom or information from a place of real groundedness and stability um, and taking up space in the world without apology, without shrinking because it might make others feel bad, without um, questioning their worth or their um, potential and really just trusting that they're here for a reason, they have gifts to share and not to, you know, impose them upon anyone who doesn't want to partake, but to really just offer their own beauty and their magnificence to the world. Um, And that energy, that thing that's in all of us is what I want to kind of focus on in today's episode. Um, you know, the shadow side of Aries or the emperor is, um, that part of us that wants to hog space or take up too much space or, um, has insecurity about not being seen. So we silence others or we, um, you know, invoke our privileges to silence others who have something to share because we don't feel like we're getting enough or we're, that we're seeing ourselves or like we're not allowed to take up space. So how can we, do that, really be our unique, amazing selves, be um, present and validated by ourselves or even admired by others in our little corner of the ecosystem and do that in a healthy way that doesn't take up from others or take up the airtime or the space in a way that hurts anyone else, but that really just celebrates our own um, worth and beauty, which is our birthright for each of us. Um, so I'm excited to share these ideas in the cons in the context of this phenomenon called personal branding, which I'll define more in a minute. Um, but I'm just so glad you're here and I hope this episode feels helpful to you. Um, I have two announcements to share before I dive into our opening invocation. Um, one is that my class breathe new life into your career is, um, up and available for you on my website. Um, this is all about how to really invoke and uh, partake in the energy of spring in your career. So how to get grounded and focused and really plant new seeds in a way that's going to serve you for the long term into the summer and into the fall um, and beyond. So I think it's a really beautiful 
offering. Um, it includes two videos, three guided meditations, and a workbook with a whole bunch of um, information and journaling prompts. Um, so if you're feeling a little stagnant or like something needs to get moving in your career, I encourage you to check that out on my website, and I'll put a link in the show notes for you. Um, and if you want a little taste or a little supplement, um, below this podcast recording, you should see a free guided meditation by the same name called breathe new life into your career. Um, and that is a, one of the meditation tracks that's included in the class. That's just meant to help you tap into your solar plexus, to your seat of power in your body and kind of bring that forth into your career. So, um, check that out if it sounds helpful. The other thing is, just for those of you who live in and around Portland, um, I am offering a guided nature walk meditation um, on Saturday, April 27th from 9 to 11 a.m. at Powell Butte Nature Park. Um, so this is called Rewilding Work, and it's all, it's, um, there's going to be some information about what that means to me to bring the wild into our careers. Um, there will be silent walking exercises, um, sensory experiences in nature, um, information sharing, a tea ceremony, some group discussion. Um, so you will be outside moving your body and bringing some of the issues facing you in your career to the wild and to nature and looking at them from a new perspective. So I'm really excited about this. It's been like two years since I've done anything in person in Portland and it's time. So it's just 11 bucks and there's room for 11 people. And I hope you will check it out if that sounds interesting to you. So with that, why don't we make room for our opening invocation? So wherever you are, I invite you to settle in a little bit and really give yourself the luxury of arriving in this present moment and feel what it's like to be you today in your body in this space and I'll just read our invocation may this episode and each of us that are listening to it be blessed and emboldened to do the work we're meant to do on this planet may our work honor our ancestors known and unknown and may it be in harmony with all creatures we share this earth with I express gratitude for all of the technologies and gifts that have made this possible and I'm grateful to the Chinook people who are the original stewards of the land that I'm on. Well, like I said before, we are in Aries season, which just means that the sun is in the zodiac sign of Aries between now and April 20th, I believe, when it moves into Taurus. Um, and what I love about astrology and the zodiac signs is that it is such a beautiful way to understand what's happening in the earth and in the season. Um, and here we are early April, um, spring is well on its way. Things are starting to bloom. Um, the days are longer, the weather's getting a little bit warmer, but there's still this energy of like chaos and kind of back and forth. Like it's, you know, it'll be like 65 one day and then 50 and raining the next day. And, you know, the day includes rain and sunshine and rain and sunshine at the same time. There's still this like sort of um, push-pull sense that's happening. Um, and even in the midst of that new kind of back and forth energy, there's still this beautiful life taking up space. Um, the flowers are 
blooming and kind of unapologetically taking up their space. Um, the birds outside my house are gathering materials for their nests, um, their mating, which is always funny when that's happening with my two-year-old looking out the window. Um, but I see them gathering hair and sticks and things for the nests that they're building for these new little creatures that are about to come. Um, so there's this amazing, like fresh newborn energy this time of year. And we can breathe that in and feel that in ourselves too. And this can be a perfect restart for our work lives. And this, we can breathe in this fresh energy. And oftentimes when there's this new like sense of energy or this new vitality, um, at least for me, there can be this automatic, almost unconscious reaction to like bring that outward into the world. Like, you know, I feel this sense of newness and rather than just kind of breathing that in and like letting that settle and integrate in my body, my, um, kind of knee-jerk reaction is like, oh, like what else should I put out there? Or um, how am I showing up? And it's kind of sort of this like automatic external reaction rather than bringing that internally and just sitting with that. Um, and personal branding is one of the areas where that's um, so prevalent. It's one of the areas where we go to, I think, automatically when we feel a little extra energy in our career. We think about like, okay, how can I be more appealing to potential employers? Or like, how do I want to market myself? Or how do I want to um, share new content or new ideas on social media? Which is all really beautiful. But what I see happening in the world of personal branding um, is, I think, to our detriment and kind of gross, to be honest. So I want to talk first about what I mean by personal branding. Um, Personal branding probably started out as a helpful idea. I imagine it was just like a useful metaphor to help candidates who were in the job search who needed to consider um, how they could talk about their unique set of skills and strengths and how they wanted to show up in the interview or in the, in the recruitment process. Um, but it's become this thing that is just like really uh, not appealing to me at all. Um, first of all, I think it's gross to compare ourselves or to use the same terminology that we use for corporate brands, right? Like I'm not fucking Nestle or Coca-Cola walking around trying to sell, you know, a can of soda to you. Like we're so much bigger and more complex and more important than that, frankly. Um, so to kind of drive this home, I want to share some quotes that I found in researching these like sort of traditional approaches to personal branding. And I'm, I'm really sorry, but the first two quotes, I lost the attribution and couldn't find where I found these, but it might be a good thing because I'm going to sort of uh, belittle them, I guess. Um, so the first definition that I found is, quote, your personal brand should represent the value you are able to consistently deliver to those whom you are serving. And here's a second definition, quote, view your personal brand as a trademark an asset that you must protect, protect while con continuously molding and shaping it. Your personal brand is an asset that must be managed with the intention of helping others benefit from having a relationship with you and or by being associated with your work in the industry you serve, period. And then this one I will attribute, this is from Daniel Billy of um, Passport, which is a parking app. 
He said that branding today is as much about consistently delivering on your promise as it is about differentiation. You have to position yourself in unique ways in order to stand out from others. You have to meet all of the subconscious expectations and go beyond the mundane to truly impress. (laughs) Like you, as a business owner or a candidate, you have to meet all of the subconscious expectations of the person you're trying to attract or serve and go beyond the mundane to truly impress. Like, what is that? (laughs) That's not what we need. That is not what the world needs more of. All of these people trying to uh, determine, you know, what their target market wants. What does this employer want? And how am I going to tailor myself to fit into those subconscious expectations? No, These definitions and most of the ones that you're going to see on LinkedIn or on Forbes or wherever you um, look at this personal career development kind of stuff, they all come from the premise of external expectations. Um, You know, the superimposition of corporate capitalist philosophy onto us as people who are whole complex human beings is just wrong. It's gross. We don't need more of it. Um, And in the context of Aries, which we're talking about today, this kind of obsession with personal brand and how it fits into our careers and how it's going to serve us and, you know, how do we get people to notice us and notice how we're unique and how we're different and how are we going to meet their expectations? It is, it's an immature, unenlightened expression of individualism and healthy ego and of Aries. If you can just like throw it in the garbage. (laughs) Like if you have been feeling stressed out or um, burdened by this concept of like, what is your unique personal brand? Just fucking let it go. It's not going to help you. Let's, let's just start over. And I might, I'm swearing a lot and might continue to swear because I feel really strongly about this topic because it has caused me a lot of pain over the years and it causes my clients a lot of pain. There's just this constant pressure to define your unique value proposition, what you bring, um, how you're going to meet the expectations of potential employers. Like, and it's all external. It's all this like pressure and pushing to fit into what we believe is valued by the market, by, uh, capitalism and these patriarchal, you know, white supremacist structures that we're in. So we need to just let it go, redefine it and come from a place of, um, not pushing in this kind of external obsession, but somewhere much more centered. So that's what I want to offer to you today. And of course, pulling from nature is always, I think the most potent medicinal, um, way to go here. So Wherever you are, I want you to bring to mind a mountain that you're familiar with. Um, It could be one that you visited, one that you live nearby, or just one in your imagination. Just call to mind this mountain. And I live in Portland, so I regularly get to look at Mount Hood here, which is about like 50 miles east of Portland, um, but very visible. We have lots of beautiful mountains that are visible, but um, Mount Hood is the closest. So... Mount Hood was actually originally named Y East by the Multnomah tribe, who's indigenous to that area and and around here. So um, it's important, I think, to name its original um, name, Y East. Um, It's Oregon's tallest mountain and is 
probably dormant as a volcano. It is a volcano, but the chances of eruption are only like three to 7%. So um, most people consider it like totally safe and dormant. Um, so wherever you are, whatever mountain you want to call to mind, whether it's snow-capped or bare, um, whether it has trees growing on it, it's pointy, flat at the top, whatever it is, just get a clear sense of it in your mind. Now, <clears throat> consider how that mountain would describe its personal brand. <laughs> it's, that's ridiculous. Like, Mount Hood doesn't give a shit about branding. It doesn't care if one person visits a year or if a thousand people visit a year. I'm sure I know that it cares about how it's treated. Of course, I believe that, you know, I don't believe that humans are the only sentient creatures. I believe that all of nature understands or knows when other creatures are, um, you know, walking on it or, or treating it unkindly. Like, I believe that the mountain wants to be treated kindly, of course, but it's not obsessively wondering how it ranks in search results or whether a recruiter is going to find it attractive on LinkedIn. Like that mountain, the mountain simply is, it just, it takes up space. It's huge. It's solid. And it's very presence just by being there. It influences wildlife habit, um, habitat rather the weather. It influences water runoff and supply for all of us who are downstream from it. It is so much more interesting than could be summed up in like a pithy online brand or on a website, right? So what does this mean for us? I think there are really important nuggets of wisdom and insight here. When you work for yourself, which I do, um, personal branding is something that you think about a lot. I think especially when you're early on getting started and trying to figure out you know, what it is you want to share with the world, how do you want to share it, where do you kind of fit into the ecosystem. And the same is true when you're in a career transition of any kind, like an active job search or just considering getting into something new. Um, when you're in the throes of transition and really trying to make something new, birth something new in your career, there's a lot of pressure to have a strong personal brand, one that you can define and describe. You know, you're supposed to have like a 30 second elevator pitch, all of this stuff. And I know that works for some people. Um, and maybe it's a worthy starting point. I don't know. I don't, that's not where I start or where I start with my clients, but I certainly don't think that we should stay there, stay in this place of constantly trying to define and redefine our personal brand. Because in reality, you're not something that can be easily described or defined. We are all beyond that. And we need to let go of this expectation that we should be walking brands or ads or like this thing that can just be marketed. That's disgusting. No, we're more, we're so much more than that. And, and we deserve better than that. And we don't need to be putting more of that into the world. There's already, there's plenty of marketing happening, I think. Um, so rather than thinking of yourself as this walking, talking brand defined by what your target market wants, consider instead your presence. Consider how people feel when they're around you. Consider what your presence attracts to you, what it repels. So I want to talk a little bit about how to cultivate positive, deep, presence, um, because that I think is 
the much more natural, aligned, healthy approach to this concept of being out in the world and taking up space. So I want to bring this into the body and like really help you feel this in your body. So wherever you are, you can be active. You don't have to sit for this, but if you want to sit and close your eyes, that's great. Notice what it feels like to think of yourself as a brand, as something to sell or pitch or show to others. And notice what it feels like to imagine defining your unique value proposition to potential clients or employers. Notice what it feels like in your body to imagine updating your LinkedIn profile or your website or your resume in order to appeal to a broader audience. Just notice what that feels like in your body. Now, wherever you are, take a deep cleansing breath. Let's just let that image go. You might even just like shake out your arms, stretch your body. And now I want you to imagine yourself at the foot of a beautiful, large mountain. You're facing the mountain. You're looking at it. Notice what it feels like, the air around you, what kind of ground you're standing on. And you can do this literally or just imagine standing with your feet together, totally supported by the earth. And imagine that there's like a zipper from, the, from your feet all the way up past the top of your head and you're kind of zipping that up. You're starting with your feet, straightening your legs, getting secure in your hips and your spine kind of follows suit. It kind of straightens, it gets a little bit taller. Your arms hang at your sides, palms facing outward, facing the mountain. And this is mountain pose in yoga. And it's a posture that can bring tremendous clarity, alignment, presence. Can you feel the difference between these two scenarios? For me, the first one where I'm thinking about like how I need to cultivate my online presence and be more appealing to a broader market and define my personal brand, that feels very like heavy around my chest, around the top of my body. I feel I sort of crunch and get small. It feels like a lot of pressure and constriction. But mountain pose feels rejuvenating. I feel strong. I feel big. Right? When we mirror the power and authority and the sturdy, sturdiness of the mountain, we emanate this power, this presence that is available to all of us at any time. And cultivating mountain pose or that kind of posture in our careers can come from things like literal movement through yoga or other forms of exercise, taking the time to rest, to eat slowly, really cultivating our inner power, whatever that looks like for you. Um, it might mean choosing to check in with ourselves before we look for guidance or input or advice outside of us. It could be choosing to um, journal or introspect for a few minutes instead of kind of manically updating our social media profiles or figuring out how we're going to be appealing to this next organization or this next group. Um, if you are in the midst of a job search or you're launching a business or otherwise feeling the pressure to kind of define your personal brand, 
I encourage you to just stop and choose to embody the mountain instead. That might mean taking a nap, um, drinking a glass of water, literally doing mountain pose in your office or outside, just interrupting the loop that tells you that you are a brand that needs to be defined, that needs to be appealing. We're just going to cut that cord and we're going to stand in mountain pose and we're going to learn how to emanate our power. Because when we're firmly rooted in ourselves, when we do the work to take care of ourselves, know ourselves, we emanate this presence, this power that is naturally attractive to others. The mountain doesn't go try to find birds or trees or wildlife to live on it. It doesn't need to. It just is a welcoming presence. It just receives their presence. It provides a home for them. It provides shelter and a safe space for those who want to engage with it, right? And we can do that too. And another thing I want to say, and I know this is heresy, that if you hate LinkedIn, like if you are in the midst of a job search or um, a career transition or you're in business for yourself, if you hate it, like you can just get off of it. Um, I know there's a lot of evidence and um, advice out there about like that being your main portal to whatever's next in your career. But if you hate it, if it's really not aligned for you, you can leave it behind either for a little bit or forever. Like you don't need that. The world of career development is largely online. That's true. There's lots, there's so many resources on the internet and recruiters do heavily rely on LinkedIn. It kind of depends on what sorts of positions you're looking for. But at the end of the day, you want to be in front of a real human being talking about your strengths, your skills, and how that might fit with their organization, what they're doing, and how you might collaborate, right? Whether it's a client or a recruiter or a hiring manager. And my hope for you is that you're so firmly rooted in your own power and truth and presence that you will know immediately whether that place is where is a place where you can take up space and offer shelter and wisdom to the people around you. So we're still talking about interactions between real human beings and your personal brand is simply your presence, the presence that you bring to the situations you're in, to the people that you're with. So how can we make that even more um, full and attractive to yourself first? And then that will naturally happen with others. Um, I think what will serve you more than anything, more than any updates you can make to online, more than any definitions you can write about your personal brand is filling yourself up with your own truth, wisdom, care. That's what's going to be attractive to potential employers, collaborators, and clients. That's what you want to come through your online presence, not something that you, you know, manufactured out of a sense of like neediness or desperation or not being good enough. And trust me, I know about this because I spent years doing that constantly updating my website, my profiles, hoping to be noticed by others, but really not noticing myself first, right? Which I know might sound totally cheesy and I roll my eyes at this stuff sometimes too, but it's really profound what happens when the balance shifts. You know, 
I would say nowadays my profiles are a little more shabby. They might be a little more out of date, but I feel a lot better. And I hope and believe that the way I show up, my presence with others is different. And I think that is that feels much more aligned and more attractive to me than um, in the past where I was just sort of obsessively thinking about like, what is the target market and how do I appeal to them? And again, I don't want to shit all over that stuff because I know that it has kernels of value, but I think what's unfortunate is that people stop there. Um, and that's, that can be an okay place to start, but it can't end there. We have to eventually not have to, no one has to do anything, but I invite you to eventually get to a point where, um, most of what you do for marketing is just taking care of yourself. And that is going to, it may not, it won't happen linear in a linear fashion. Um, but that's, what's going to get you into the next role, gig, position, collaboration that is really going to serve you. Um, so fill yourself up first with the things, the practices, the beliefs, the relationships that make sense to you. And by doing that, you ensure that you're going to be able to take up space and be big and be um, powerful like the mountain, but not in a way that hoards or, you know, takes away from others or that is needy and insecure. You won't harm others in the process um, because you will be uh, cared for and aligned enough to make room for others as well. So that's what I have today for you, my friends. This episode is a little shorter, but it feels complete. It feels good. Um, and if this felt good to you to receive, I would so appreciate your reviews and your ratings on iTunes. That helps to spread the work. Um, if you have a friend or a coworker that could benefit from this different look at personal branding, I hope you'll share this episode with them. Um, wherever you are today, I hope you are taking good care and that you are well and grounded amidst the chaos and new beauty of spring. Um, I will be back with you around the full moon in about two weeks. Take care.